It's a Moneyline Monday on the huge show across Michigan, and NBA fans can get in on the hoops action by just downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers then can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with code HUGE, and new customers can bet $5 on any NBA game and get $200 in free bets instantly. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We are heard on 19 stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Inside today's broadcast, we will celebrate the AFC game MVP. Final voting just came in. They had to do a recount. There were allegations of voting fraud uh, that somebody had hacked. The NFL computers and the officiating crew named MVP by Chiefs.com slash celebrate a jaded victory. Oh, my God. What did Joe Burrow and the Bengals do to the NFL to warrant that bad of an officiated football game? Yeah, the last play was a push out of bounds, but they missed two holds on the play. What about in their final drive with Burrow where he got knocked to the ground? And there's no call. Or you look at the kick return and there's possibly two, if not three penalties. I mean, I've shared so much video. I mean, my Lord. I mean, that's AFC Championship. You get selected based on how good you did during the year. I will say this, and I was talking to guys at Jimmy John's downtown who are listeners. The refs were intimidated by the crowd and afraid to make a call. They were. You can spin it, flip it, throw any conspiracy you want at it. Because Joe Burrow still is a big draw. I get not as big as Mahomes. Or the Kelsey brothers are playing each other in the Super Bowl. It's so great. Oh, look, he's my brother. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. I mean, I'm not buying the conspiracy theories because they are everywhere, like every week. There's a new NFL conspiracy theory. Even the DeMar Hamlin video. Some are saying, look at the how there's edits like every five seconds that this was edited together. Really? So he happened to do a thank you prior to having the heart attack video. Oh, my God. Oh, and they didn't want the Bengals in because of the DeMar Hamlin story becomes part of the Super Bowl and the NFL wants to bury that. Oh, God. 
Oh, the Buffalo Bills put out that video, and it's not real. It's GCI. Oh, so now we had a clone of DeMar Hamlin at the Cincinnati Buffalo playoff game, and now it's a image of DeMar that they had talk. Can, can somebody answer me? What's the what's the final result of conspiracy? Seriously. Well, look, Bill, the officials in the NFL didn't want Cincinnati in and Buffalo's out and they wanted to forget that DeMar, uh, it was the jab. Oh, okay, really? Oh, yeah, Pfizer spends so much money with them. Oh, God. Come on. Really? They were just bad. They were afraid to make a call. If you look at hostile environments, and you saw the two best home field advantages in pro football yesterday, Philly, and once Brock Purdy went down, and then the <laughs> the season four-string QB Johnson goes down, they were done. You know, McCaffrey, the running back's looking for his quarterback helmet to be able to communicate. And then Purdy came in and couldn't really throw the ball, and they're saying he might need Tommy John surgery now. That he blew out his elbow on that hit. I don't know if San Francisco would have won. I mean, Jalen Hurts, that story, the way he was replaced, you know, in a championship game at Alabama, hung around. He just, you know, I know he ended up at Oklahoma, and here he is, you know, a little over 24 years of age in a Super Bowl. And I... I don't know if San Francisco would have won the game even with Purdy. I don't think they would have. And I I felt that way. You know, there are things about the challenge at Shanahan, the first catch by Smith, that they didn't challenge it. There's a lot there. But I think Philly would have won because the game was in Philly because it's a great home field advantage. That goes back to my thoughts on Cincinnati and the Chiefs, that the officials were intimidated by the crowd and they were afraid to throw the flag. How about the do-over? I was at the Seattle Lions game, and they had a do-over. I've never seen that. If you didn't stop the play and the play went, and then after that play is over, you're going to say you tried to stop it? Why Why is one team awarded a do-over? Why? I, I, and the way they weren't making any calls Towards the Bengals. Yet the Bengals, you know, some will say had the ball with, you know, a little over two minutes left. And they didn't drive down. And they didn't get in the field goal range. And then the kick return where there's, it looks like one if not two possible block in the back slash holds. And they're not called. And there you go. The 15 at the end, I that was a penalty. That was out of bounds. I'm not going to buy the NFL conspiracy theory. I'm just going with an intimidated officiating crew in a hostile environment in a monster game that had so much on the line. And that's why they were afraid to make the calls against the Bengals. It was bad. The do-over. I remember the Lions-Seahawks game. They got a do-over. I've never heard of that. You know, you don't go back and do over plays. You you ran the play. 
you ran the play. You know, these officials can talk to each other. So all the entire play kept running till the end, till afterwards, and everybody thought it was a situation, hey, are the Chiefs going to go for it? Are they going to punt? And, oh, wait a minute. The official goes, oh, reset the clock. Or, you know, and everyone was confused, even the TV announcers, Nance and Romo. It was just a bad officiating crew. Were they intimidated? Did they eat their carrots? Did they lead their CNI dogs back in the kennel below the stadium? Did they have a fight over the last omelet at the food bar and stab each other in the eyes with pens? Yeah, what happened? You know what? All 10 officials started brawling in the officials' cafeteria and they all poked each other's eyes out with forks. But we still have an AOC championship game that they have to work. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't have 11 backups. We have two alternates. What are we going to do? Hello, Roger Goodell's office. Yeah, uh, the officials got into a brawl over the last omelet in the officials' cafeteria here at Arrowhead formerly known as Burrowhead Stadium. And they've all punctured each other's eyes out. What do we do, Mr. Goodell? Play the game. Hi, everybody. Jim Nance along with Tony Romo. Hello, friends. Today is a day where one team and organization will advance to the Super Bowl as the AFC champions. Tracy Wilson's telling us down on the sidelines something Big has happened that could affect this game, Tracy. Yes, uh, I did find out in the officials' cafeteria there was a brawl over the last omelet, and they all punctured out each other's eyes with forks. But Mr. Goodell, the commission, said they will play the game. Thank you, Tracy. I, I don't want to use the word, let's see what happens, but let's go with that. Tony Romo going, that's a huge call. That's a huge call. He kept saying that. I loved it. It's a huge call. That's one that Cincinnati, their fans, their coaches, their players, they'll never forget that. Because the officials, did they take away the win? No, they took away the chance to win. That's what they did. I, You know, the victory, Mahomes, the... He, they got the 15 yards. If they don't get the 15 yards, I, I doubt they're going to make a 55-yard field goal. They're probably going to kick it and go for it. I don't even know if they would have done that. They might have punted and said we're going to play for overtime at home because both teams in the new playoff overtime rules both will get the ball. It, it, really, for a championship Sunday, the Kansas City-Cincinnati game, even with the blind crew, Still was a really good football game. When Purdy went out, the NFC title game was like, you know, oh my God. I mean, John Bon Jovi adjusted his song at halftime with Purdy out and Johnson and their four-string quarterback. They went from living on a prayer to not even living on a prayer. 
Hey, I'm, how you doing? I'm John Bon Jovi. I'm going to do a new song for the Niners called Not Even Living on a Prayer. Brocky used to take the ball. <laughs> a rookie QB hit the wall. He blew out his elbow. Now he can't throw. Whoa. They're not even halfway there. Whoa, they're not even living on a prayer. They're toast. Oh, God. And I pick Cincinnati by seven. My angst isn't with the DraftKings Sportsbook app or the fact that I took the Bengals, okay? It's just, officials can't be the story of that game. I know Mahomes made some great throws, so Burrow... You know, I think they're the two best in the game. We'll find out if Hertz joins that category. If he can win the Super Bowl and beat Mahomes out in Arizona. But it just, it sucked that the officials, were they intimidated? I don't know. Our Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad from the weekend. Uh, you can join in one 866 838 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're currently on a six-game road trip. When they return home to Van Andel Arena in downtown GR, you can enjoy great promotional nights and NBA-level basketball. Uh, get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com, the Van Andel Arena box office, and follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad from the weekend. And our sidebar question, why were the refs so bad last night in Kansas City? I'd love to get your feedback. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. And we'll talk about Michigan basketball and Juwan Howard. We had Clayton Safey in studio Friday from the Wolverine.com talking about how they needed to win at Penn State. They needed to go on a little mini run. They're now 11-10. and 10. I don't think they're going to the tournament, maybe not even the NIT tournament. Is Juwan Howard on the hot seat? Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us, talk about Michigan hoops, and an update on Harbaugh, the report that Denver ownership flew to Ann Arbor, met with him, and he said he was staying at Michigan. We'll have that story with Ballas, Graham Couch for the Lansing State Journal, opinion maker who follows Michigan State basketball, Izzo, and the Spartans got crushed by Purdue. Michigan, what a horrible lead-up to the championship games. Michigan gets drilled by Penn State, and then State gets destroyed by Purdue, and then Izzo was going off on the officials afterwards that they don't call three seconds on the big man for Purdue, Edie. I agree. You know, you went through that with Sissoko and how they gave Edie. The, I don't know why the guy's getting all the calls. I have no idea. He, he He's the biggest guy on the floor. You would think he would stand out. They don't call three seconds anymore. They don't. They don't call palming enough, and they don't call three seconds. And, they don't, and now with the Euro step, it's borderline traveling. And now people are all over Izzo that... He's complaining too much. But yet, we're all complaining about the officials in the Chiefs-Bengals game. So, don't be a hypocrite. If you're complaining about the officials in the Bengals-Chiefs game, then don't complain about Izzo. All right? 
I think like Zach Taylor, head coach at Cincy, I, I think these coaches have a right to question the officials. When the officials become gods, why are they part of the game? Why do we know their names? Why do we know officials' names? Why? Like, Big Ten basketball officials are the worst on earth. They are. But why do we know their names? They're not stars. They're not part of the game. They're there to interpret the rules of the game. And the piling on Izzo, are you kidding me? This team wasn't even preseason top 25. Michigan was. I think the focus should be on Juwan Howard. I think the dude's got next year. If he if he doesn't have the team back contending for the Big Ten with a nice NCAA tournament run next year, I don't think he'll get that following year. Izzo complains about the officials, so now he's whiny. I read that Zach Herrig kid or whatever works for Hamilton Public Schools trashing Izzo. He used to be some TV nut job here in West Michigan. Somebody sent me what he posted. I'm like, really? Because he complains about the officials? So I hope, Zach, you and everybody else, all of your Izzo-hating friends, aren't complaining about the officials last night. God, I hate those young TV guys. They think they're a bunch of know-it-alls because they went to college. Get a damn, oh, he had a talk show, but that went off the air. I'm sorry. He's working for Hamilton Public Schools. Yeah, great spokesperson. Hope there's no Michigan State fans down in Hamilton. Home of Diamond Springs. God, I'm just some, the ISO piling on. Why? And a lot of it is from Michigan fans. Okay, let's be honest. A lot of it's from Michigan fans. Hey, Michigan's not going to the NCAA tournament unless there's a miracle run or they win the Big Ten. State has quality wins. They just need to hold home court, like I said yesterday. Maybe win a game in the Big Ten tournament. And I think they're going to hear their name on Selection Sunday. Oh, well, then the state fans. And I said, well, Michigan will need a miracle run, win all their home games, win a couple of games in the tournament. Oh, then yesterday I'm dealing with the Michigan-Michigan State fans, and somebody sends me that tweet from that Zach Herrig kid, and I'm like, are you kidding me? So Izzo now is the devil. Oh, he's the Joker going off on Batman. Did the Joker beat Batman? I don't know. No, the Riddler was the guy that said, riddle me this. (laughs) Oh, this Michigan-Michigan State stuff just kills me. You have two teams that aren't even ranked in the top 25, and the fans are going back and forth like their programs are on the verge of another Final Four. And I don't think the Zach Herrick kid put a disclaimer in there saying, hey, I'm a Michigan fan, but what Izzo's doing, and and he didn't even, the full context, what you do is you take a clip, which anybody can, on Twitter or retweet something, where it's not exactly what Izzo said, right? But you take a little snippet and everybody goes for a feeding frenzy. God, I'll tell you what, speaking of TV, have you seen some of the horrible people on TV now? What are they paying Minimum wage, and again, nothing against minimum wage jobs. But there are some brutal young faces on TV now. The local news, I can't even watch it. You know, I like Jason Hutton in West Michigan, who does a good job at Fox 17. 
works with Brad Bikita from our flagship station, 96 won the game. I think he saw Jack Doles as a total pro. But, man, there are, there are some people who look like they're straight out of college or worked at BFE TV. Now, I, I, this piling on is, though, what they lost to the number one team in the country at Mackey Arena in West Lafayette. They were unranked to start the season. They still have a great shot to make the NCAA tournament. And Juwan Howard's on the hot seat. But we're going to trash Izzo because you play a snippet of a video and not everything full context. Everybody has a right to their opinion. Don't get me wrong. I don't care if you're Zach Herrig or whoever it is. But man, yeah, anybody who's ripping Izzo about complaining for officials, you had better not say a damn word about the officials last night. Not a word. Because I'll look at every Twitter account in America. I will. I will be a Twitter sniper, and I will hunt down your words. <laughs> uh, Superfly, have you seen some of the young faces on TV and how bad they are? They're doing stand-ups like they're in a hostage situation. Hi, I'm Joe Johnson, outside of Barry County Court. Judge Smicula had an arraignment today. I'll have the story after this break. Uh, You know what, man? I'm nearing 31 years of doing this show, and I'm proud of it. But I will not let people hammer Izzo when you look at what he has done and for how long. Oh, he yells at his players. Really? I I think a lot of... uh, 14 to 24-year-olds need a kick in the ass in America every once in a while. But listen to the whole soundbite where, you know, he he said, why don't they call three seconds and watch the guy the next time? Watch him. Watch him against Michigan. He wasn't getting any calls. Watch the Sissoko replay of Purdue at Michigan State. It's crazy. So we'll talk to Ballas about Juwan Howard. Is he on the hot seat? Graham Couch for the Lansing State Journal on Izzo. Tim Stout with an update on Big Ten basketball for Lansing. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com on Championship Sunday and why the refs were so bad in Kansas City. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com on the Senior Bowl this week in the Lions offseason. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad from the weekend. Sidebar question, why were the refs so bad last night? What's your theory? 1-866-838-4843. one 838 huge Bud Light is served up in Detroit and across Michigan by Fabiano Brothers and other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. More for your money at Meyer. Everyone loves a soup and salad combo, so stock up to make your own at home. Right now, Earthbound Farm Organic Salads are buy one, get one for a dollar. Swanson's Broth is buy five, save five dollars. And Frederick's Buy Meyer Shrimp is buy one, get one 50% off. Top it off with buy five, save five dollars on Kraft Shredded or Chunk Cheese. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Grab your Mickey ears and get ready for the ultimate Disney party. Filled with all your favorite Disney friends. Dance with Aladdin. Laugh with the gang from Toy Story 4. And sing along with Belle and many more as you become part of the celebration. Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate. Live in your hometown. Opening night tickets start at $15. Restrictions and exclusions may apply. Coming to Van Andel Arena February 2nd through 5th. Huge cheer for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. Over the last 18 months, they merged with Dorn Mayhew on the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before. If you're a business, no matter how big or small, or an individual, and you want the business team that can handle all of your accounting and business needs, turn to Bean Garter. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. We're also down to your last chance to enter the Beat Huge Contest where Tom Rosenbach and his team have put up the $1,500 in cash that could be yours. The big game, your last chance to play. Just go to thehugeshow.net, get your picks in, and you can win that $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. One final chance to try and beat my big game pick. Get your picks in before the big game kicks off at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the flagship studio station at 96.1 The Game in downtown Grand Rapids. Remember, you can listen anywhere in America on the iHeart app. Just search The Huge Show where you get mobile service. You can listen to us weekdays at 3. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com will join us in just a few moments. Graham Couch on Michigan State basketball. Huge question of the day presented by Bud Light. Good and bad from the weekend. Also, we'll get to is Juwan Howard on the hot seat. What about Izzo complaining about the refs? We got the refs from KC last night. And we have the Super Bowl, which is Philly in Kansas City. And I have a huge Super Bowl watch party weekend, day, night, you name it, happening at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. I'll give you details on that party coming up. Right now, let's go talk to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. The Michigan Insider is standing by on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing, my friend? Hey, buddy. I'm doing good. You know, I know we talked about Michigan waiting for that run. Uh, you know, I, I look at how well they played against Purdue at home, thinking this might be the start of something good. They did it without Jet. They get Jet back, and uh, Purdue has their biggest, I think, Big Ten win at home ever, if not home or away. 
since they joined the Big Ten, and they hammer Michigan, and uh, Wolverines don't even show up. Yeah, Penn State led that game by 30 points mm. at one point. And uh, you know what? It was embarrassing, and I wrote that. And, you know, Jim, uh, Juwan Howard said, you know, the basketball gods, a couple of those threes that bounced up, you know what? They got what they deserved because they got every look they wanted in the first half. The defense was terrible. As good as Jet Howard is offensively, that's how bad he is defensively. And that's really not overstating it. And uh, that's the, that's part of the problem is you got – pieces that don't fit together. You've got guys, uh, I don't want to say they're loafing, but man, Jan Howard has a lot more to give on the defensive end than he's showing. There are guys that get lost. Two games in a row against Purdue and then against Penn State, they had a one-on-two that ended with an uncontested layup against them, and that just can't happen, man. You just can't do that, and that's just not winning basketball. So, uh, you know, they're playing disciplined with the ball for the most part. There have been a couple games where the turnovers been high, have been high, but uh, something's just off, and you can tell that, okay, this is probably not going to get turned around this year. It would take a miracle. I thought after they got embarrassed by Central Michigan, they played the Maryland game with the sense of purpose that you need to play with in every game that you see from teams like Purdue, for example, in, in the Big Ten, that uh, that you need to win games in this conference and to, to be a championship contender. Uh, this team right now looks lost and uh, yeah they're young but there are younger teams out there there are young teams out there too Purdue's got a starting freshman backcourt and they've lost one game all year so uh, flat out bottom line this team should be better than it is is Juana on the hot seat it's one of our huge questions of the day I I think the season (laughs) needs to play out I don't think he'll be uh, removed after this year but next year could really be a bridge year for Howard and Michigan basketball yeah, one season. You know what? You look back, even Juwan Howard, or Jim, I'm sorry, John Beeline is a, a Hall of Fame coach, and he's had seasons like this where, okay, something went wrong or pieces didn't fit. And keep in mind, a couple of the guys that they were expecting to be back for their second years bolted for the NBA after a year. And uh, the same thing happened to John Beeline when, when Ignis Bryasdakis left and then Jordan Poole left after two years. And you're scrambling to put together a roster. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It worked in the COVID year for Juwan Howard when he went to the portal and you got Mike Smith, John D. Brown, uh, you know, he landed Franz Wagner and, and that certainly helped, but uh, this one didn't. And even with Jalen Llewellyn who got hurt and went out down with a knee injury, this team would be really struggling in my opinion. So um, they, they just, you know what, it's just one of those years. So, you know, after a sweet 16 and granted uh, there was some good fortune involved last year, they were lucky to make the tournament. They needed a, an upset win at Ohio state without Hunter Dickinson to get into the tournament. And then they had a couple nice wins in the tournament but uh, overall if you look at the last what 46 games against high level competition or, or D1 competition I, you know good teams I think they're like 21 and 25 and that's not going to cut it so got to be better I think that uh, he'll certainly have some more time here and next year as well you know there's still part of the season to go and uh, we'll see what, what they're made of Bill because uh, right now uh, it's an embarrassment and you, if those guys are looking themselves in the mirror right now they're going to be saying you know what can we do to turn this thing around reminds me of the Pistons playing no defense at times but then they they put together you know maybe 30 of that 40 minutes against Purdue they look like the preseason ranked team that they were supposed to be uh, they really did the, the talents there. Dickinson, when he wants to play, but what Penn State did, they said, okay, even with Jed Howard, who's a freshman, we're going to make him beat us and the other guys, and we're going to take Dickinson out of the mix. And that was a great coaching job by Penn State. 
Yeah, and at the same time, as Juwan Howard said, uh, Hunter's got to be less, less pat, or, or he's got to be less unselfish. He's got to be more selfish and look for his shots in the paint. When he was missing, I think he lost a little bit of confidence, and he passed out some shots that he would normally take. I would rather him miss a five footer than have Jace Howard, for example, you know, launching shots out there. And so, um, but yeah, there, there's something, there's a disconnect, right? And and people can say, okay, well, number one, the four position isn't strong enough. Terrence Williams isn't giving them enough there they don't have a shooter there um he's really you know they aren't overly athletic so they have to play really well together and they don't too many times they're lost and too many times especially defensively this is a terrible defensive basketball team and again it starts with jet howard i don't want to rip on the kid but uh, it's not just not knowing where he is but sometimes the effort seems to be lacking and that needs to be dealt with this is not aau ball this is not the nba on a you know on a uh, Thursday night game with the, you know two teams that are below 500. You got to go out there and bust your butt. And, and like I've said before many times, he has more to give on that end of the floor. So and they all do. A lot of them do. So um, to me, you know what, this is not something that's going to get fixed this year. Everybody's talking about if Jawan comes back next year, he's going to have to clean house with the assistants. I don't see it as an assistant coach problem. Saudi Washington's been there forever and has done one heck of a job between John Beeline and Jawan Howard and uh, Bill Mark. Kelly, I think, is a great basketball coach. So, Juwan Howard always talks about defense, and that's his baby. So, it's really up to him to fix it. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, the story about Denver ownership going to Ann Arbor, trying to convince Harbaugh to take the job. Uh, what have you heard about that meeting? Uh-huh. Uh, he's staying at Michigan. He didn't take it, but... Uh, they seem pretty serious about going after Harbaugh. They aren't giving up, is what I keep hearing. And we keep seeing from their reporters and from uh, and people in the NFL. I just got a text from somebody down in Mobile who uh, is, is snooping around, who's a, an NFL executive, that said, you know, Denver is, is really still very interested in Jim Harbaugh. So I'm not saying he's taking that job, but I don't know if, why you'd listen or, or host somebody if you weren't at least a little bit interested, right? Everybody's saying, well, he just brought him up here as a courtesy to tell them no. I would imagine that they would be perturbed about something like that, but um, there's still going to be smoke until he signs on the dotted line with Michigan and maybe even after that. that we And we've heard that that won't happen until this NCAA stuff gets wrapped up and that it's a mutual decision between Harbaugh and Michigan. And I'm thinking, well, why would it be mutual? Why would Harbaugh want that if he's going to be making more money, his assistants are going to be making more money and everything unless he wants to leave a door open? So it's hard to figure out, frankly. So, uh, no, we are not predicting that Jim Harbaugh is going back to the NFL at this point, but uh, you never know with him. It's so unpredictable, Bill, that uh, you know that if Denver, uh, and they've got a lot of money to throw around, if Denver continues to go after him, uh, I'm not going to feel good, frankly, until that job is filled. Just when you thought Harbaugh watch it ended. Just just when you thought Santa delivered a post-Christmas present. (laughs) And, and again, this could be this could be mostly smoke coming from no, Denver. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I agree with you. If yeah. Harbaugh was rock solid on signing that deal, why would he even entertain? And 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 why would the Denver people come? Because I'll tell you why. I know the art of business. If you're uh-huh. flying in, you think you can convince the guy to take the job, 
right? Yeah, yeah. And Tom Pelissero said yesterday, NFL Network Insider, I think he's got a half a million followers on Twitter, which doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot to me other than people listen to what he says, but said that conversations have been ongoing for two weeks. Mm. So that means that means more than one Right? Doesn't that mean more than one conversation? And um, so I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I, I do know that, you know, there are people in the building that are still like, well, you never know with Jim, you know. So uh, I can guarantee that. But uh, I do know that he's had that NFL itch. And I do know that Denver's got a lot of money to spend. And I do know that Denver is still serious about pursuing him. So, like I said, until uh, until they fill that position, I guess we're going to keep watching. And you're looking at Harbaugh, the NCAA garbage. If they're going to try and suspend him, if he knows it's coming down, yeah. he won't want any part of it. And if if it's been ongoing for two weeks, let's remember Harbaugh has an agent this go around, something he hasn't previously in negotiations uh, with Michigan. So you got an agent. And, I'll, and remember, too, Denver is still trying to fill a job. I know Reich took the... Carolina gig, I think it's going to start to unravel. You know, McCarthy's going to stay on in Dallas. They let Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, go as a scapegoat uh, because of the lack of production from Elliott and uh, uh-huh. Dak. So, yeah, why why would you keep it going? If you were yeah. – uh, this goes back to Harbaugh now. There's been two statements about, you know, I appreciate the support. I look forward, da-da-da-da-da, whatever – and yet there's still ongoing conversations with Denver. At some point, if I'm Michigan, forget Ward Manuel, I'm Santa Ono. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing, Jim? I thought we had a deal. Yeah, and again, but you know, if, if like he said, if Michigan comes to him and says we aren't signing a deal until this NCAA stuff is up, and now it's looking like it's going to be prolonged, like you said, you know what? Maybe Harbaugh is like, well, whatever, or maybe he just wants to go back to the NFL. All I want to know, all I want people to know, is that we are not the ones pushing this narrative. This is people in Denver. This is people. Tom Pelissero reports NFL Network, right? Ian Ian Rappaport uh, said the same thing. I think today, yesterday. Uh, Look out there, what they're saying in Denver. And, uh, you know, there seems to be a level of confidence that they're still going to get somebody. Maybe they're just saying that to appease the masses. Maybe that's being put out by Denver people, by Denver's people to say, hey, you know, look, we're doing everything we can. And, you know, in case they strike out on their big candidates, but it is very clear now that Jim Harbaugh is still somebody that they're pursuing. And uh, somebody actually put out a report that uh, you know what? They are not expanding. Initially, they were going to expand their list, and then all of a sudden, they decided not to, and they're going to keep it at the guys that they've already interviewed. Well, what does that make you think if you're, you know, if you're if you're on Jim Harbaugh watch? So, just something that we're going to keep an eye on. But that's where the narrative has started. We're just watching it and uh, and hoping hoping to God, Bill, that this thing wraps up so that we don't have to do it anymore. Chris Ballas, Hardball Watch, nonstop, 24-7. He doesn't sleep. Safe, he doesn't sleep. Broom will come back from vacation. He won't sleep. But uh, if it's been ongoing, and again, these are reports not from the Wolverine.com, but right. NFL insiders, that if it's been ongoing and maybe Hardball wanted to sign it and he was ready to uh, a couple weeks ago and all of a sudden now we're going to wait, that he's like, all right, I'm back in the game. I mean, this is... This is where we're at. Keep us posted, Chris. You can follow everything Michigan 24-7 at thewolverine.com. Thanks for the conversation, my man. You bet. Thanks, Billy. All right, Chris Ballas checking in on the Meyer guest line. Wow. And Harbaugh, hey, we're not pushing the narrative. It's the NFL people because he doesn't want all the Michigan fans coming down on him and his team at thewolverine.com.
Arbaugh may say, if they're going to try and stick me because of a burger, I'm just going. And if you've had conversations for two weeks, then that's about money, control. If the Denver ownership went to Ann Arbor, his house, or wherever they met, that that's to finalize a deal or on the Denver side, hope you could get it done. And as Ballas says, the tone of his voice, there is something there with Harbaugh and Denver. It doesn't mean he's leaving, but there's something there. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Michelob, Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE and bet five bucks on any NBA game and get 200 in free bets instantly. So just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use code HUGE. Then bet $5 on any NBA game tonight or this week. And you'll get 200 in free bets instantly. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, On the DraftKings big board, I did see Kansas City was a two-point favorite over Philly. Hmm. I still don't know who I like in that game. I do know we're having a super weekend Saturday night and Sunday night, February 11th and 12th at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Superfly is going to join me. How would you like a room for two nights? You'll join us for a brunch. 
Hang out for the Super Bowl at the Tap Room at Tullymore. And you'll get the overnight stay on that Sunday. So overnight stay for Feb 11th and 12th at Tullymore. And we'll have our private brunch. There'll be Bud Light specials. It's our Bud Light big game party uh, with Matt Golden and his team at Tullymore. Go to the Huge Show Facebook page. Uh, the details on how you can enter. We're going to have nine winners who each will get a room for two nights. Double occupancy. And you'll join us. And if you're in the Grand Rapids area, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR. Uh, you can also book and reserve your own room and come hang out with us. Make it a weekend. We're going to have a reception presented by Bud Light for our friends uh, who join us. And if you live at Tullymore, live in Canadian Lakes, uh, make plans uh, to watch the Super Bowl with us on February 12th and details on how you can win uh, the overnights on that Super Weekend promotion will be coming up on the Huge Show Facebook page. Just check the Huge Show on Facebook. Big. Bad. Huge. It's a Moneyline Monday on the Huge Show across Michigan, and NBA fans can get in on the hoops action by just downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers then can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with code HUGE, and new customers can bet $5 on any NBA game and get $200 in free bets instantly. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a Moneyline Monday with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer after a week vacation. He hasn't missed a beat with this show. Spot on. Back in the producer's chair. We threw out our Bud Light huge question of the day. Good and bad from sports this past weekend. All levels, any sport. And why were the officiating, or why was the officiating crew... And why were the officials so bad in that AFC championship game last night? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're currently on the road, six-game Road Swing, when they come back to Grand Rapids, you want to be a part of their great promotional nights and get your tickets and all the info at Ticketmaster.com, the Van Andel Arena box office, and follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, opinion maker. will get his thoughts on Izzo, Michigan State basketball, the Big Ten in hoops. Tim Stout also on the Super Bowl. His pick. And what about Izzo? Is he whining too much about the refs? So we're all whining about the refs last night in the AFC Championship game, but Izzo can complain about the refs? Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL columnist, and Michael O'Hare, Detroit Lions. Dot.com uh, will join us before this show is over. Yeah, Izzo has a right. We're complaining about the refs in the AOC championship game, right? So everybody in the Twitterverse and all the sports radio shows and all the talking heads on TV can rip the officials, but Tom Izzo can't because Zach Eady just builds a campsite in the paint. But Izzo is whining. Like I said in my opening huge opinion, this was an unranked team to begin the season. I think they've overachieved. Yeah, they were blown out at Mackey Arena, but who isn't blown out at Mackey Arena? I believe if they don't lose another home game and maybe steal a road win or win one Big Ten tournament game, that they'll be in the NCAA tournament. Which, considering they're unranked to start the season, is pretty darn good. But this Michigan-Michigan State comparison, or the Michigan fans trashing is going back and forth. They're both unranked. Okay, they're both, they're not going to be champions. Maybe one could have a crazy Big Ten tournament run. They are who they are. And you get a good night, Michigan State can look really good. You get a bad night, and they don't. And I, I will agree with Izzo that Zach Eady, I watched, you know, they played Michigan. They played uh, it, Purdue start to finish. State game or games plural. He just stands there. And they feed it to him. They don't call three seconds at all. Uh, Josh in Grand Rapids. I assume listening on 96.1 on the text chain. You're the biggest Izzo homer ever. Okay. All right. Really? Oh, my God. Let's go talk to Graham Couch, Couch of the Rube podcast. Search that wherever you download podcasts. Also, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal and his Twitter feed, uh, Couch. Uh, the way it's spelled. When you buy a couch and you pay for it and you see C-O-U-C-H, that's it on Twitter. Graham. Like Graham Cracker. But Graham Couch. I didn't call him Graham Cracker. <laughs> Graham Couch. You'd be surprised, you'd be surprised how, many, how often I use that to help spellings when I'm calling somebody. I'm like, Graham like the Cracker, Couch like the Yeah, couch. thank you. I do want to say, hey, joining us is Graham Cracker. Okay, I wasn't gonna, I just want to kind of make sure people are going, did you just call him a cracker? No, I meant to say, like, the spelling for his Twitter. All right, uh, the piling on is, oh, that he's complaining so much lately that uh, they're blaming the officials, not the players. Uh, your thoughts on that before we get started? Well, I mean, Izzo does. I mean, that's one of his things is to complain. He's going he's gonna to complain every year. Uh, be it the schedule or, or, or things like that, and that's that's fine. I mean, he's I think he's happiest when he's grumpy about something, uh, if that makes any sense. You know, I, the Zach Eady thing. You know, I get it because it's frustrating because it's hard to stop him. <laughs> he's really good, and I think people are coming around to how good he's become. And you know, he's pr- probably the the national player of the year 
the best player in college basketball is, is, you know, most people don't have an answer for him. And there are a lot of, most coaches, you know, have a different answer on how to try to best stop him. And so it, it's frustrating. And so you, you turn to things, but if you look at the three seconds, there are a lot of times he's got one foot out of the lane. You know, it's not technically three seconds. I'm sure there are sometimes it doesn't get, it doesn't get called, but, but ultimately it comes down to most people don't have a seven foot four, 290 pound skilled guy who can hit free throws at nearly 80%. And so how do you deal with that? And um, there, there is no great answer. I mean, I think if Michigan state plays them, I think Michigan state made a mistake at Purdue going away from what they did the first time somewhat successfully, which was just playing straight up, even though he had 32 points and 17 rebounds, they, you know, they lose by, by one at Breslin. The other thing you do, if you face a kid like that again, in Michigan state is probably grateful though they're, they're probably done with him for the year, but if they see him in the big 10 tournament or somehow in the NCAA tournament, I would make him defend somebody who can shoot. And I would, if you're going to give up 38 points, might as well make Joey Hauser your center and, and, you know, play an offense that makes him deal with Hauser or Malik Hall and makes him a liability defensively. Because um, uh, you really, if you're, you're giving up that many points anyway, which, which, you know, what's the defensive advantage of having an actual center in there? Graham College from the Lansing State Journal, College of the Rube podcast, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, Michigan State, I said this yesterday, I thought if they win the remaining home games, uh, they're in the tournament, maybe have to steal one road win or one win in the Big Ten tournament. What do you think they need to do the rest of the way uh, to hear their name on Selection Sunday and get into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, not not a whole lot. I mean, their overall resume is is decent enough that they're, you know, 10, 10 and 10 for them, not for everybody in the Big Ten, but for them, given the quality of the Big Ten and how – uh, deep it is, and the credit you get for winning a lot of those games, 10 and 10 will get them in. They just got to win four more. Um, and that's going into the Big Ten tournament. That, that's just to be a, in the tournament, I think, safely. I, I think for this team, what they want to do is, 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 and they still have a chance to, if, you know, if they play well and, and continue to grow and stay healthy, and is, you know, chase something more in the, the, the five or six seed line, which would be sort of, I think, their ceiling in terms of seeding. Um, and, you know, be in a position where, you know, you set yourself up if you're playing well to have a better shot at a uh, at a run to try to get to the second weekend. And, and, and because I, I do think, you know, it, it's funny. I just actually wrote a column about this today um, because I felt like yesterday was a little bit of a uh, deflating moment for MSU fans with this particular team. And I think the two Sundays in a row, the the Indiana game and then this, where there's sort of this. It, it, lends to the inclination that this team doesn't have a chance to do anything special. And they are not, in terms of the high-end, most talented team out there. But, you know, if you look at the what was being written by me and other people in February of 2020, which, you know, obviously that tournament got canceled, but they are playing amazing at the, at the very end of the year, February of 2019, uh, February of 2015, which was a final four-year, just – Nobody saw this coming much later. Those were teams that didn't have a lot more going for them in certain ways, um, and some in some cases less going for them. They, they wound up having really great finishes. So I think there's, you know, you, you can we can react too much to, to to one game in one situation. And I still think this is a team that's only lost one game indoors all year that Malik Hall has finished. I mean, that's you know, it's 
you know, one game without wind that Malik Hall hasn't uh, you know hasn't finished. And so <laughs> let's see what the uh, see what the see what they grow into. I think what they have going for them is while they don't have a guy, not everybody has a Zach Eady, but even a guy who's a superstar who really you, every night is a problem. Um, they have four or five guys who can get rolling. And you really need three guys rolling to get anywhere in college hoops most, for most teams. So they have, they have more guys, more seasoned, uh, talented players than most teams. Um, and so they just need to get to that point where they're, they're playing really well together. And I think uh, they can be a problem for a lot of teams. Yeah, I'm looking at their finishing schedule at Rutgers, Maryland at home, at Ohio State, Minnesota at home, at Michigan, uh, you really look at uh, that schedule and you think, you know, get Maryland and Minnesota home wins, uh, maybe win at Michigan because then you get number 21 Indiana at home, at Iowa, at Nebraska. That could be a road win to get you to 10 and 10. I agree with you, 500 in conference play with how deep the Big Ten is and state when they're playing well. And I love the indoor-outdoor reference, Graham. Uh, that, you know, take away the aircraft carrier came and the wind and outdoors versus indoors. When they're healthy, uh, when they're playing well, they're really more like a top 15, top 16, four like five seed. But when they're not, uh, they look like that unranked team they were before the season started. Yeah, they really need Hogard because to me, he's the key. Like they have guys, Malik Hall is an incredibly helpful player. You see the plus minuses of a lot of guys, like analytically. He, he just really changes them. Um, I think uh, Jay Nakins having him in terms of their athleticism is really important. And then you have Hauser and Tyson Walker who can have games where they just shoot really well and they're they're capable of 25, 30 points on a given night here and there. And, and you know, in a one-game tournament scenario, that they're, they're really dangerous in that. But the guy who creates everything, the guy that makes them different, the guy that coaches fear is, is, is A.J. Hogard. And then Painter, Matt Painter brought this up yesterday. I mean, uh, Hogard actually had a pretty good second half. I think 13 points, five assists just in the second half. But he gets downhill and he's creating. He's kind of the guy who can elevate their ceiling. And and that's the guy that they need to be consistent and really good. And everything else around him will will, will take care of itself if, if, if he's that, I think. So uh, to me, a lot of their ceiling you know, is, is that. I think one of the things that's been a little alarming the last two Sundays on the road is one thing I thought that this team – showed well a lot, uh, quite a bit and, and is early as they, they were so seasoned and they had some guys that late in games they were going to win some games that other teams won't and they haven't really shown that sort of poise uh in the last couple of weeks and so they need to they need to regain that be a better road team they need to you know the center position is going to be what it's going to be and that's you know that's never going to be their their strength so they've got to find a way to um to play around that a little bit Graham Couch, Couch in the Root podcast, also opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, uh, joining us talking Michigan State and Big Ten uh, hoops. When you look at the Big Ten right now, obviously Purdue being the number one team in America, they haven't lost on the road in Big Ten play yet, but there's still something about them away from Mackey where when you get to these neutral sites, they, they don't look like your typical number one college basketball team I've seen over the years. Well, what's interesting about Purdue is they do rely on freshman guards. Although you know both Braden Smith and uh, no, no, not, uh, and um, Fletcher Lawyer are really good players, they know their roles well. But you're right; they, I mean, they rely. I mean, Edie is what what makes them special. Um, but he is <laughs> he's really difficult to deal with, and they don't. 
uh, they don't, I don't know, they just seem to understand who they are. And as long as they stay that way and he stays healthy and their shooters stay healthy, it, it's a really, it's a really tough out. It's a difficult game. It's a, it's a different game than, and yeah, you're right. The history though says Purdue will blow it somehow. I mean, they usually do. They have. I'm, I'm beginning to think Edie is different than we see most years. Like, I'm very curious with him in the NBA, right? The NBA has pretty much given up on big men like uh, most of the guys who come through the Big Ten. They don't want anything to do with them. That's why Hunter Dickinson's still in college, even though he's a really good college player. Edie might just be big enough and skilled enough for his size that they're going to want to look at him. What, what, how effective can he be at the next level? And, you know, and, and be, uh, so I'm very curious to see what the, what the NBA thinks of him. And I think I'm starting to come around to the idea. He's just gotten a lot better in the two years that he's just that, he's just that special that, that, that Purdue may, may get someplace. I do think the Big Ten, though, you're right. When you talk about how deep the Big Ten is, I was looking at something today when I was looking at previous teams like this that we looked at in February for Michigan State that weren't, uh, that were struggling and then went on to great years. There were years Michigan State was on the bubble, and they had a better record than they do now, but there were like eight teams in the Big Ten in those years that would be in the bottom two or three of this Big Ten. And it is just such a ferocious league in that sense, and, and I hope for the Big Ten's sake that that plays out in the postseason, that even if they have a number of teams that are seven through ten seeds, there are some upsets and other things. Because I do think that outside of the top ten, Nobody, I mean, the, the the 10th team in the Big Ten is as good as just about everybody outside of the top 10 in college basketball this year. Their numbers just aren't going to look that way because of, of who they're playing night in and night out. Yeah, I've watched a lot of college basketball. I thought Texas for a while looked like a potential national champion, and they had the beard coaching situation. They're different now. Uh, man, I, I, you know, Purdue, I, they're number one. Uh, there's not that ACC power team, maybe Vod Tech a little bit. Uh, that I like. I think they could be a, a potential Final Four team. Uh, it's it's really a kind of a strange year uh, in college basketball, so we'll see how it plays out. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast, Lansing State Journal. Uh, Graham Couch on Twitter. Always appreciate your huge opinions, my man. Anytime. Enjoy the conversation. Take care. All right, Graham Couch, check it in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Do have a message from my friends on this Moneyline Monday from the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And Hoops fans all week long uh, can jump in if you're a new customer on this huge offer. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers can bet $5 on any NBA game and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time this week, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. And those same-game parlays you can create for a player, a team, a game, anything you want. more legs you add, the more uh, you can win. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. New customers then can bet that $5 on any NBA game and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and only when you use code HUGE 
to sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus issued as free bets. Opt-in required. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Tim Stout will join us, talk about the Super Bowl, DraftKings Sportsbook app, big board, Kansas City giving the Eagles two. Talk to Tim Stout about his pick in the Super Bowl and why the refs were so bad in Kansas City last night. And our Bud Light huge question of the day that you can join in on, good and bad from the weekend in sports, and why were the officials pathetic last night? You tell me, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Grab your Mickey ears and get ready for the ultimate Disney party. Filled with all your favorite Disney friends. Dance with Aladdin. Laugh with the gang from Toy Story 4 and sing along with Belle and many more as you become part of the celebration. Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate, live in your hometown. Opening night tickets start at $15. Restrictions and exclusions may apply. Coming to Van Andel Arena February 2nd through 5th. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nickelodeon Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nickelodeon Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nickelodeon Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. We play for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan, the only show where the people have a voice. We're all about huge opinions, big-name guests. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate in downtown Grand Rapids for our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in GR. Huge love to all of our affiliates, including 96.5 The Cave down in Adrian, Sports Extra 1330 in Flint, AM 1280 in Alma Mount Pleasant. 93.7 FM, the ticket, Cadillac to Traverse City. 104.7 FM and AM 1340, the ticket, Charlevoix Petoskey to the bridge. AM 920 and 107.3, WMPL, Houghton Hancock, Calumet. Copper Country is God's Country. The Roar in Detroit. Also WHTC in the Holland, Ottawa County area. The game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, carries the huge show weeknight 6 until 9 p.m. on a tape-delayed basis. Am I missing anybody? I normally miss one station. For the complete list, go to thehugeshow.net. That is thehugeshow.net for the radio station close to you. Also, the free online stream is there weekdays 3 until 6. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show to listen anywhere in America where you get mobile service, maybe even worldwide, where you get mobile service. Let's go to Lyndon Holland listening on WHTC. You're on the HUGE show. Um, yes, I did not see the officiating of the game last night. I am calling because I am an official. And um, when I hear people talking negative about officials, I want to say, well, you can get a black and white shirt, and you can go out there and officiate also. You advertise them. Yes, we do need officials. Um, USA needs officials. Everybody needs officials. There's great opportunities to become an official for all sports. Um, so I hope people realize that it is not an easy job for a big game where these gentlemen were. Um, and yes, they might not have made the call you wanted them to. I was at a local basketball game on Saturday night, and did I feel that the officials were not doing their right job? I don't think so, but do I make an opinion about it? No. I'm an official, and I'm here to represent all the officials. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, Well said, and I appreciate your opinion, Linda. Uh, and you know what? It's kind of like high school coaches, why I don't get into breaking down their job or how they game plan or what they do on this show because I understand they're not professionals. But at the professional level last night, Linda, that officiating crew in Kansas City was horrible. They were brutal. They were bad. No way around it. Let's get his thoughts on the officiating and the AFC Championship game, the Super Bowl, is oh Michigan State hoops and more. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports, which is heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show weeknights at 6 p.m. tape delayed. Tim Stout joins us. How you doing, Timmy? Good, Bill. How are you today? Good. Uh, what was the response this morning about uh, the calls and the lack of the calls last night in the Kansas City Bengals game? 
Well, the only one that really drew any kind of, you know, response from those who are listening was the, you know, the personal foul at the end of the game on the out-of-bounds hit, which led to a shorter field goal. And I don't bring it up very often, Bill, because to me in sports at any level, you know, this is 30 years of radio with this this crazy show, and every single year all I hear about is the lousy officiating in basketball at any level and the lousy officiating in football at any level, okay? So, I mean, I'm so used to it that I claim it is a part of the fabric and you have to deal with it one way or the other, whether you think it's going against you. And a lot of people think, it, you know, when they get a call that goes their way, they don't really think about it the same way. I thought it was unfortunate that, uh, you know, that that play at the end of the Cincinnati-Kansas City game occurred. But then I also thought this morning with the staff that they didn't call that, okay? And if Cincinnati would have gone on to win the game in overtime, all I would have heard about today is the lousy officiating in the NFL because they didn't call an obvious personal foul out of bounds. I think there's some plays in sports, especially at the ultimate level, where these calls are so close to make and there's so many good video replays because of the technology and depending on who you're either betting on or rooting for, it's just not going to look good to you. And, you know, I mean, it's that way in the Michigan State-Purdue game to start the day, and it was that way at the end of the day, which ended the Kansas City-Cincinnati game. So I don't really get nearly as worked up about it. The only thing I don't like is the long, the time it takes on these replays. In my world, in any of these sports, these officials have 60 seconds. At the end of 60 seconds, and it's a hard 60, if if they haven't decided to overturn the call and any sport, whatever it is, then whatever was called, uh, you know, during play, that's what's going to stand. But whether that happens or not, I'm not sure. I had a listener last night when everybody was going nuts on Twitter after the Chiefs won the AFC title that, like they used to have, it used to be a straight 15-yard penalty for hitting the kicker or punter, and then they adjusted it to running into a 5-yarder and a 15-yarder that maybe. And something you just mentioned with the ability to review, maybe those personal fouls need to be looked at because they are so close to the line or there's the white beyond the white line and and, and it's close that maybe you look at it and they become a five or 15. Well, I have no idea, Bill, what targeting is. I have no idea. They don't call it in the NFL. NFL, if you look at college football, they call targeting a lot. They never call it in the NFL, rarely. And there's a million helmet-to-helmet hits of some type. I have no idea what pass interference is. When I grew up and we played, the, the defender cannot touch the receiver. It's as simple as that. You can, Now, these guys just elbow each other all the way down the field, and it's a judgment call, in my opinion, okay, as to whether somebody pushed off or it's pass interference or whatever. It used to be the only way was if you went after the ball, okay, and you arbitrarily touched the guy. Now, I mean, I can't can't tell what's defensive. The only one I see where I think they're pretty good at it is holding because when they get holding calls and then they show the replay, some guy got grabbed, some guy got tackled, and they get the face mask thing. I think they get that pretty well at the same time. But on a lot of these other calls, like you just said, it used to be if you hit the kicker, it's 15 yards. There's no issue. It's 15 yards. Now, we got degrees of how hard you hit them or didn't. And with the new rule on that, you know, at five yards, you may, it's not a personal foul. So you might have fourth and eight, and if you punt it and you got hit, and it's a five-yard penalty, now you got fourth and three, and you got a decision to make, and now it's a judgment call, and somebody's always mad that it's a bad call. It just, it's sports. It just, I mean, I don't like it, but it is what it is. And then we got replays on all of these doggone calls, which are endless. So, 
you got to deal with it. You got to tolerate it one way or the other. I thought it was unfortunate the way the thing ended with a play like that last night. Not that it was wrong, but it it just I, I I just think it's unfortunate the way that it ended. But I thought if they don't call that, you know, and that flag came in a little bit late too. And if they don't call that, you know, and then Cincinnati wins, you can imagine the uproar around America today. Tim Stout never creates an uproar with Stout on Sports, which is heard weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Uh, where are you at on this uh, Izzo going after the officials? I'm talking afterwards, talking about Edie and no three-second uh, calls on him that he just parks his 7-2 frame down there, maybe even taller, uh, and this basketball team. Uh, now as they go through the final stretch, pushing for an NCAA tournament spot and better seating in the Big Ten tournament. Well, I've long felt, Bill, that, uh, you know, when you're a team of Michigan State's basketball reputation, when they go on a road, they're everybody's big game. They're just everybody's big game. But Tom's been in the league 28 years, and he's animated, okay? Everybody knows that, and it's harder to win on the road. So when he gets, you know, at Indiana last week, the crowd gets into it, crowd gets into it. Okay, State's here. We're going to beat State. We're going to beat this. So now at Purdue, you know, we got a whiteout for 14,000. The place is going nuts. You know, State's here. This is a team you want to this is the big game. They're everybody's big game. And when Tom gets mad or he gets animated, that just, to me, and you know, just amps up that crowd uh, even more. What I think Purdue's done with Edie is brilliant. I mean, they're taking advantage of what he's allowed to how he's allowed to play has not hurt Purdue in any way, shape, or form. Now, whether that's going to continue in the NCAA tournament, because now you've got different officials, whether that's the same for him, where I think, first of all, I think Purdue's going to lose Saturday at Indiana, because they're going to be the big game down there, and I think Indiana matches up with them much better. And those freshman guards for Purdue are going into a cauldron, because now Purdue's everybody's big game when they get on the road. But I think they've used Edie brilliantly, because everybody gripes and complains about what he gets away with, but the fact of the matter is what's called is called and he's a good free throw shooter and he's scoring at will. What surprises me to this point is that more teams don't try to zone him because man to man nobody's beating him except for the Rutgers game and that was by one point. They've won every other game with all these teams playing him man to man. I'm not saying zone is absolutely automatically going to shut him down but why not try something different when the guy is scoring at will on you plus the fact Purdue is very good at knowing what he can and can't do uh, it relative to the officiating, and he's a good free-throw shooter. I mean, he, you know, that's where they go. Now, in the NCAA tournament, in my opinion, when they face faster, quicker, more athletic teams, which I believe they will on a neutral floor separate from these Big Ten teams, which I don't think are nearly as good for the most part, as they go through the tournament when with one-game knockouts, it could get to where he gets a little more tired, might get another foul, and those freshman guards are going to have to shoot to keep them in those games because the pressure is going to be on Purdue if they're anywhere near where they are. I'm not saying they can't win at all. I'm not sure that they can win six straight games against neutral competition in the NCAA tournament. But that's a ways off yet, too, because we're not even into February yet. Yeah, I look at their schedule. There's Minnesota. There's at Nebraska. There's at Michigan. Uh, I think they're going to find their way uh, to Selection Sunday unless there's just a total collapse. But I will say, looking at schedules this year for at least Michigan and Michigan State, two unranked teams, Timmy, Every game looks like, okay, yeah, it's at Nebraska. I don't know if that's a guaranteed W. What Michigan State team's going to show up? What Michigan team? I'm not putting them on an equal uh, playing level. I don't think Michigan's going to the tournament. They could struggle to make the NIT. They could lose out 
uh, when I look at their schedule. And I think John Howard will be on the hot seat uh, next year. But for Izzo and the Spartans, who were unranked before the season, when you look at real expectations, uh, I, I do think they can find their way to the tournament. And then from there, you know, it's March, it's Izzo, and you never know. It depends on what bracket, what region, and where you're sent and who you're playing. It, it does. I think they have to stay healthy, especially those guards. If they lose one of those guards, and I think it really is going to be difficult in a lot of ways. But they have five road games left, and I think every one of those games is going to be difficult on the road. Not saying they can't win them. You know, I mean, they've got Iowa, they got Nebraska, they have Michigan, they have Rutgers, and they have Maryland. I think all five of those because they're going to be everybody's big game again. And I think basketball at this level, at the college level, is such a home and away sport. They have four home games left. I think they'll beat Ohio State on senior day in Minnesota. I'm going to give them those two. The other two, uh, Maryland and Indiana, especially Indiana. Now, the Indiana game's a 9 o'clock game, and what happened to State at Indiana could turn right back around and hurt Indiana, and State could beat them by 13 at home. Indiana's finally ranked in the top 25 this week because, you know, I'm a little different, Bill. I like Edie, but when I hear guys like CBS's people say that Edie's the runaway national player of the year. I'm not convinced that he's even the Big Ten player of the year because there's still half a season to go. The guy that I like in this league who I'd take first is Trace Jackson Davis at Indiana. I think he's going to get uh, drafted a lot higher. I think he's got a lot broader talent base. I think he's the guy that's got Indiana turned around because he's healthy and he's more assertive. And I think it's going to be interesting Saturday in Bloomington when Trace Jackson Davis goes against Edie, especially with a game in Bloomington. He seems to have turned a, a corner and he's got a different gear now. I, I think, Bill, he's a really good player. And that's why Indiana now is ranked number 21. They they play in East Lansing. They're going to have a hard time winning. They're providing states healthy. But I agree with you to your point. I think state's going to make the tournament somehow, some way. Michigan, the only game I see Michigan having to hang in there with, they'll play state tougher nails at Ann Arbor. I mean, Michigan's got a lot of issues, as we all know. But you know doggone well they'll play state hard in Ann Arbor trying to avenge what happened in East Lansing. But Dickinson's got to play better, man. I mean, what, what, he had six points at Penn State. Come on. You know, if the guy wants to play in the NBA, he's going to lead the NCAA for the most years played college basketball that he didn't want to be there. He wanted to be in the NBA because he may end up having to come back next year if nobody's going to take him. And I don't think he's had a very good year for what he hoped for at all, at least to this point at the end of January. That goes back to NIL money. And, uh, you know, you've seen it in some programs at the college level in football, and I think it's there in basketball. When you're getting paid and there's guaranteed money, What's driving you right now and the ebb and flow, the ups and downs of Dickinson at times, he looks like he's regressed against Purdue. I thought he played very well most of that game and it's on the coaching and Juan Howard has said that publicly and I believe it is the Big Ten. You are making big money. It is Michigan. He won't be fired after this season, even if they would lose out uh, next year. He will need that rebound year and that tells you when a coaching staff has the ears and hearts of their team and how they bounce back and we'll see what Michigan uh, does next year but I don't think they're going to the tournament unless there's a miracle run to end the season on the regular season schedule or a miracle run to win the Big Ten tournament. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports hear him weekday mornings 10 a.m. on the game 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show is heard tape delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. on the game 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Timmy, good to hear your voice. We'll talk soon. 
Absolutely, Bill. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Talk to you again soon. All right, Tim Stout from Lansing joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com National NFL Insider. His thoughts on the officiating last night in Kansas City and the Super Bowl matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles. He'll join us in less than 20 minutes. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. Uh, what are the Lions looking at at the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama? We'll also have commentary from Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and the Detroit Lions podcast. Some of their conversations this week at the Senior Bowl. We'll bring those to you uh, on the huge show across Michigan. And Superfly told me he just finished uh, putting up our audio interview and commentary from last Friday, really not an interview, more of a commentary with me telling everybody the story of Gabe Ogdol from Grand Rapids West Catholic High School who's battling a tumor. It's benign, but it's still a tumor on his brain. And there's an event on February 17th at Grand Rapids West Catholic with the boys and girls games. Uh, they're selling T-shirts, Faith Over Fear. Uh, it's really another part of a great community, the west side of GR, if not all of Grand Rapids, stepping up. Uh, for another high school athlete. And Gabe and his family really are on this mission for awareness and also to let Gabe know that he is loved by many. So uh, the story, uh, the link to buy the Faith Over Fear t-shirts, and I was thinking if you have a high school team, uh, any sport, uh, that week of February 17th, that weekend, if you want to buy those t-shirts for your team and wear it and support over Gabe and everybody, uh, with Faith Over Fear, we have that link. Uh, that is up right now at thehugeshow.net. You'll see the story of my best to Gabe and his family. And we're working on Superfly doing the Huge Show statewide live from Grand Rapids West Catholic on that Friday, February 17th. Their event starts at 6 p.m. with the girls game. West Catholic, one of the top girls teams in the state. And the boys game, uh, I think Fruitport uh, is the opposition. Friday night, February 17th at Grand Rapids West Catholic High School. Uh, It's the event centered around a West Catholic basketball player and athlete, Gabe Ogdo. I I really admire a family that just circles around somebody, wraps her arms around them, and then the community. And then it's just a pay-it-forward thing that Gabe is doing with his family uh, to help raise money and awareness. All the details at thehugeshow.net. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Get more for your money at Meyer. Everyone loves a soup and salad combo, so stock up to make your own at home. Right now, Earthbound Farm Organic Salads are buy one, get one for a dollar. Swanson's Broth is buy five, save five dollars. And Frederick's by Meyer Shrimp is buy one, get one 50% off. Top it off with buy five, save five dollars on Kraft Shredded or Chunk Cheese. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. 
in Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes, back from vacation, executive producer. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad from the weekend in sports. Also, why were the officials so bad last night? Intimidated by the crowd? Just incompetent? I'd love to get your feedback. 1-866-838-4843. That's one 866 uh, E38Huge. Also, time to check in on what's on tap at all the brands, steakhouse and grills across Michigan. Uh, you're home for your favorite teams on all the TVs, whether it's the Pistons, Wings, Michigan, Michigan State Hoops, and more. Super Sunday, whether you want to dine in or have pickup, go to brands.com for pickup or delivery. You'll find the brands in Bay City. Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown Grand Rapids, and Mike Brand Sr. has the Brands in Cascade. All your favorite Michigan teams, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State Hoops, and the big game on Sunday, February 12th at All Brands Steakhouse and Grills. And whether it's game day, work day, or play day, pickup or delivery, for all your brand's favorites, just go to brands.com. That is brands.com. Also, Johnny Brand Sr. wants to remind everybody, the entire brand family in all locations support all the great men and women in law enforcement and those who have served and currently serve our country today. If you have any comments, 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday on the Huge Show across Michigan, and NBA fans can get in on the hoops action by just downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers then can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with code HUGE, and new customers can bet $5 on any NBA 
parlay game and get $200 in free bets instantly. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Superfly Hayes back in the booth again after a strong week of vacation in Guatemala with his family and the Mayan side of the Hayes family. They go searching for poisonous white frogs and there's some ritual they do. It's a family thing. Everybody, some get together for dinner on a Sunday. Others go to Guatemala after white poisonous frogs and something about what it means for the future. And if a white frog looks at you, you live longer. It's He was trying to explain it to me just at the last break. And I'm like, you sure your family's not running drugs? seen this on TV before. They look like a normal family. They got many sheep, many horses, which some would say you can't be making money off of that. They go to Guatemala every year as a family. Hmm. Hmm. Speaking of drugs, did you see the previews for Cocaine Bear, the movie? They were everywhere over the football games yesterday, weren't they? Why Why did I say to myself, I'm going to go to Celebration Cinema the minute that movie comes out? Why did I Why did I get excited, have to Google, like, when it comes out, when will it be at Celebration Cinema? Is it in theaters, right? It's a. I, I think it said, you know, get your tickets in advance at uh, your local theater. Cocaine Bear. <laughs> why... Is it? It's next month. It said February in theaters. February, so I, it's not a Netflix or HBO Max movie. In the, the not highlights the the clips from the movie looked hilarious. I I, I had to immediately. I, I I did Google. It said February. Cocaine Bear at Celebration Cinema locations all across the state. Wow. We do have our Bud Light huge question of the day. I'm concerned, like, I'm excited about Cocaine Bear. I like those stupid comedies. I really do. Maybe some of my, outside of really good, well-done, big movies, you know, like Top Gun Maverick, I like the stupid, you know, the bad grandpa with De Niro and Zac Efron. I, I like the stupid movies. For an hour and a half, two hours, a dumb movie that's funny where you get some laughs. I love those 
I could watch those movies all day long. Cocaine Bear, yeah, I look for it soon at uh, a Celebration Cinema uh, near you. Let's go talk about a crazy day, uh, Championship Sunday, uh, the two biggest games of the year. Brock Purdy goes out, Josh Johnson goes out, then McCaffrey, the running back, gets his helmet ready to be the emergency quarterback. Then Purdy, with a blown-out elbow, comes back in. The game was over. There was hope that maybe there would be a miracle, and the Eagles were in control for the most part after Purdy went out. And then we get to the Bengals-Chiefs anticipated primetime game and the officiating. Man, it, I, it, I'm, I'm not buying any conspiracy theory. It was just bad officiating. That's it. And we get a great Super Bowl, though, with Philly and Kansas City. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL columnist insider standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. It was a crazy day in the NFL, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, the Niners situation, like you kind of alluded to, unlike anything I've seen before in a game like that, where they basically ran out of quarterbacks. I can't remember seeing that in a playoff game. And then, yeah, there there were some officiating fiascos in the late game. And, again, the NFL's not rigged. There's no conspiracy theory, as you said. But they have to figure this out. I mean, it's becoming a deal where the officiating mistakes are, are overshadowing some of their biggest games. And it's hard. It's our job. Like it is very, very hard to be an NFL official. The game moves so fast and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's getting to the point where they're going to have to uh, somehow revamp what they're doing. The easiest thing that, and I love the expedited replay. Matter of fact, I just commented on this last week where I said, I like the expedited replay. Uh, in the playoffs, I've seen it a lot. It kept things moving. And and, and if you have a question uh, about that, what they need to do is have the skybox, right, the command center uh, for ex- expedited replay to say, you know what, uh, you missed a hold. Or last two minutes of a game where usually these bad officiating moments come into play, you missed a hold, you got this. No, he. this was a – I'm talking penalty. I'm talking everything – so the officials can't have a say in the outcome of a game, and there would be a third party of you know former officials, current officials, whoever it is, not in the stadium where they feel the thunderous roar, where they're at a command center, and they tell them, hey, uh, yeah, all right, uh, it was personal foul on Mahomes, but there were two holds on 67 on the backside, right? And who would have complained? Right. Because then the video would tell you, yeah, there's a hold, and yet, there's an obvious personal foul. You know where I'm coming from, Frank? I do, and I, my only problem with the whole quick replay thing is there, you can't pick and choose. Like, it's hard. These coaches have this challenge system, right? Like, you throw a flag, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. You add in this whole, well, we're going to take care of some of these replays immediately. Uh, then something happens, like Kyle Shanahan's on the sideline yesterday when Devontae Smith makes that fourth out catch. And you're like, yeah, and Shanahan's probably like, well, they didn't say anything upstairs. It's, I guess it's good. I'm not going to throw my challenge flag. And then it's like, you see the replay, and he obviously missed one. Like, Devontae Smith dropped that ball. Why didn't that go to the upstairs? And when you start picking and choosing which plays you're going to kind of quick review, then it becomes unfair. Then what, what happens to the teams that don't get the quick review on calls you obviously missed? And 
I mean, your setup. I, I, I've always been in a, of the agreement that everything should be re- reviewable. You should have the three challenges. Whatever you want to review, you can review. That's the Belichick model. We're not picking and choosing which calls you can review. So I get that. I just don't like this instant review thing. I get it in theory, but I I just think it leads to some unfairness when, again, yesterday the 49ers should be like, why wasn't that an instant review? He dropped it. What? what why should I have to throw a challenge flag on that when we're having another review for this play that turns out for the Eagles or whoever their opponent is? So I just don't think they found really a fair way of doing that whole system yet. Yeah, and I think it could be figured out because the expedited review actually had been expedited and working very well until the Devontae Smith uh, catch yesterday. And then I look in the final two minutes uh, to say that there could be a penalty challenge or like what you're saying, the Belichick model, you get three no matter what. Penalty wasn't called, out of bounds, inbounds, catch, no catch, just something where the officials, because this this is in the best interest of the officials, you're not going to have a Monday or a Sunday night, Twitter, Facebook, all the TV shows, columns like yourself, Yahoo.com, wherever, the video would say, yep, you know, there was a hold on Mahomes' scramble, offsetting penalties, we're going to replay it down. Really simple, right? And no one, no one's right. screaming rigged. Now you want to get it right at the end of the day. Exactly. Uh, hey, hey. The problem with holding is you can call it most plays. I mean, here, right. if if there's a huge 90-yard touchdown with 10 seconds left, you could throw a flag and say, go, go look for a holding. You're going to find one, and that's going to change a game. And is that a satisfying result? I don't know. It's... I don't know. I, I it's it, it's a complicated subject, but they got to get it right. They got to get it better at least. They're they're never going to be perfect because this is a very very hard job. We saw, look, the replacement refs were terrible, like legitimately terrible. We saw how much better the regular refs are than them. But we're also in a situation where what they're get, they're getting too many things wrong, too many big calls, too many, you know, I mean, procedural things. And it, it, something, I think something is really going to have to change because this, you can't just keep ignoring it and pushing it off and saying, ah, it's fine, the games are fine, we're, we don't need to worry about this. No, at some point, this is, again, this is what we're talking about the day after a Super Bowl matchup is set. And that's not what the league wants. And let's talk about the Super Bowl matchup, move on from the officiating uh, man, you get Mahomes, you get Hurts, who, you know, top two MVP candidates. Really, if you, if you look at everything you want in a matchup, I think that's where some of the conspiracy theories were floating uh, during that Kansas City game and after it. But from a pure football standpoint, this matchup in Glendale should be fantastic. Yeah, I really should. And I, I just, for the conspiracy people who think that the NFL wants to rig it so the Chiefs get in. Chiefs Eagles is going to get, let's say, 110 million viewers. I can guarantee you that Eagles Bengals would have got about 110 million viewers. Like it's, it's nonsensical to think that the NFL preferred the Chiefs over the Bengals. The Bengals are just—they're the same. They have a star quarterback, they have star players. They're a draw now. They're not a huge market. It's not like the NFL. Oh my goodness, we need Kansas City in there. Like it's—it's it's nonsensical to think that the NFL wanted the Chiefs in there over the Bengals. Um, but it is a great matchup. It's—I think it's a fantastic. You know, we see the the point spread is. I think it's two. Last I looked, it might go lower than that. There's only been four spreads in Super Bowl history that are one and a half or shorter, and this might be in that realm. And it tells you everything you need to know about the matchup. The coin flip. What, what do you? Who do you prefer in this game? Do you prefer 
the veteran experience team with the championship pedigree and the superstar quarterback, the best best quarterback in the world. There's no doubt about that. Or do you prefer this Eagles team that doesn't have, has a good quarterback but a great supporting cast, great roster? It's it's a really really fascinating matchup, and I'm looking forward to it. I think that you know we knew going into this Final Four that any combination of a Super Bowl is going to be good, and then you look at this matchup and you say, you know what, we probably did end up with the right two teams. And you're right with the top two candidates for the best player in the NFL this past season. I'm not just talking playoffs. I'm talking uh, the regular season. Uh, is it Hurts or is it Mahomes? Or is it Josh Allen? Or I don't think Burrow with their start, but uh, who is the NFL MVP? Best player in the league this He's year. Really Mahomes. I, yeah. I think it's a – I mean, nothing, it has nothing against Jalen Hurts. I thought Jalen Hurts had a remarkable, great season. But I want you to find me one serious football observer, fan, whoever, who would tell you with a straight face, yes, the Chiefs would have been better off with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles would have been worse off with Patrick Mahomes. You will not find a single person on the planet that will tell you that with a straight face. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player, maybe in sports, I mean, when you look at the position and what he does for that franchise. And nothing, again, nothing against Jalen Hurts. I thought Jalen Hurts had a remarkable year. I mean, he, I respect so much how he improves every single year of his football career. I mean, going back to high school, college, anything, he just continuously gets better, puts into work. I like what he does. But he's not Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen's not Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow's not Patrick Mahomes. That guy is on a tier all by himself. And until further notice, he is the best quarterback of football. One thing I couldn't stand over the weekend, nonstop Pro Bowl flag football commercials. I'm trying to figure out at what point in some office at the NFL headquarters in Manhattan, owners' meetings, executive council, whatever it is, that they think playing a flag football game helps the shield, helps brand uh, the NFL. I, I just don't understand that. I don't either. I'm interested to see the, the kind of audience reaction to it because on paper it makes no sense. I, I don't really like it. I, but you can't get rid of Pro Bowl. Did, I mean, for all the people who are like, I don't watch a Pro Bowl, I don't watch a Pro Bowl. Well, television ratings tell me differently. Like, I mean, television ratings for the Pro Bowl were basically like NBA playoff games. I, you're doing good numbers, and you can't just dump that. I mean, it's not like nobody was watching it. People were watching. So you need something to get to the networks, but you don't want to play a regular football game. The players have really made it clear that the days of a competitive Pro Bowl are over. We just don't want to play this. So. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I I don't know what the right thing to do with the Pro Bowl is. You can't just dump it because it's it's a valuable commodity in that time slot, as everything NFL is. But yeah, I'm not exactly looking forward to flag football. I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be really really cool and interesting and something new and an idea we haven't seen coming before. But it's it's hard for me to believe that I'm just going to be like, wow, this was what the NFL needed. I, I don't understand it that you can't play a game. If you want to limit maybe you know, no hits on the quarterback so uh, the quarterbacks don't get sacked or whatever and they're down just by touch or whatever, I'm, I'm cool with that, but with equipment on. Or, or do we, I know there's East-West Shrine game, they're trying to connect to it when they're doing the flag football, but do an NFL futures game that would be college football players. You know, you take like the Senior Bowl week here. And you would move that to the Pro Bowl time slot, and you take all these. Everybody from the Senior Bowl uh, is selected two teams, 
and they play in a primetime matchup, and they call it the NFL Futures game, right? Like they do a, they do a baseball yeah, Futures baseball, game. I mean, yeah, something yeah. like that that's just real football. This flag football, to me, it's kind of a cover, Frank, that, hey, the NFL understands how violent our game is, and flag football, we're going to help inspire kids to go play in those NFL organized flag football leagues. It, it just, I, I think it's going to be a colossal flop. I really do. I, I really, yeah, I, I really think that. I think that's where I come out on it too. It's just it's hard to believe people will be that excited. I just, it's not football. It's something different and something no wrong or something different, I guess, but I don't know. I, I think they're just trying to keep something alive that it's probably not going to be, you know, accepted very easily or, or well. Well, give me a high school, all call NFL futures and give me a high school all-star game with, Kids who now get prime time, they're going to big colleges. Colleges are the minor leagues for the NFL. Everybody knows that. And now you have this NFL Futures, and it's uh, right there. It's in Orlando. It's prime time TV. The nation's seeing the best high school players. These guys are going off to these schools. They could be NFL players one day. Uh, you treat it like an NFL Futures game. I mean, because college football is the minor leagues. I, they're just such a better marketing move. This is soft yeah, for the league. It is. And we've seen, like, I mean, there, there's an appetite for NFL draft and what's next and, and the futures and like that, like you said. that I mean, I could see something like that working, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know what kind of the, the right answer for all this is. We'll see. Uh, it's the NFL. They're so big. It's, you know, they're trying to maybe grow their flag football leagues. They do those NFL. My kids played it where they – you know, all NFL teams, there's 32 teams, and you got different age groups, and you get the uniforms of an NFL team, and it was pretty cool. But that flag football, to me, is for uh, kids kindergarten to eighth grade. That's how I look at yeah. flag football. Yeah, 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 I agree. All right. Who, yeah, who's your pick in the Super Bowl? That age for sure. Who's your early pick I, in the Super Bowl? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, there's a lot of time to break this down. But after watching the Eagles the last couple of games, it's hard to go against them. I mean, I, I saw a stat, Ed Werder actually of ESPN put this out there, that there have been four teams in NFL history to win the divisional round and the championship round by at least 21 points. 78 Steelers, 85 Bears, 88 49ers, 89 49ers, and then this year's Eagles were the fifth. You're talking about four of the greatest teams of all time. I mean, and then the Eagles this year, they're on quite a roll. I don't want to be, you know, just beholden to recency bias, but when you look at what the Eagles bring to the table and how they're playing, tough to go against them. As great as Mahomes is, and I, I think he's the world of him, this Eagles team is just, they've been dominant all season. You could, we could talk about week schedule, blah, 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 and a lot of people do like talking about that. But this is clearly the best team of football since week one on, and it, it's hard to go against them on this stage. We never go against Frank Schwab on any stage. Yahoo.com National NFL columnist insider joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. The Super Bowl happens a week from Sunday. Uh, they get the week in between. It will be in Glendale, Arizona. Eagles and the Chiefs, Frank. Thank you so much for the time. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right, Frank Schwab checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be partners with NFL teams like the Colts. And your Detroit Lions. Speaking of the Lions, Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com will join us in our next segment. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And Hoops fans can get in on the action this week. New customers 
who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, can bet $5 on any NBA game and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. And same-game parlays are pretty cool. You can take a player. You can take a couple of players. You can take the team. You can take both teams. The more legs you add, the more you can win. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code HUGE. New customers then can bet $5 on any NBA game and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and only with code HUGE when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus issued as free bets. Opt-in required. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. We'll talk Lions, Senior Bowl, offseason, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. Columnist, he will join us next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Johnny Kane. NBA fans, it is time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. All you have to do is download the DraftKings app, and when you sign up, use the offer code HUGE. Turn $5 on the NBA into $200 in free bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Houston Rockets came into Detroit and beat the Pistons one seven. 114 over the weekend. Now Detroit turns its attention to a Dallas team that they beat in overtime on December the 2nd. And Boyan Bogdanovich dropped 30 points. Bogey remains the coveted trade piece for a number of teams with the NBA deadline looming in a little more than a week. The main Maverick, Luka Doncic, ranks second in the NBA in scoring, averaging 33 points per game. And he remains in the MVP discussion. Game tips at 8.30 Eastern on Valley Sports Detroit. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. 
Grab your Mickey ears and get ready for the ultimate Disney party filled with all your favorite Disney friends. Dance with Aladdin. Laugh with the gang from Toy Story 4. And sing along with Belle and many more as you become part of the celebration. Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate live in your hometown. Opening night tickets start at $15. Restrictions and exclusions may apply. Coming to Van Andel Arena February 2nd through 5th. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Good to have him back after his family vacation to Guatemala. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com senior columnist will join us. Also later this week, we'll take you to Mobile, Alabama, the senior bowl with Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, the Detroit Lions podcast. You can follow everything happening Connected to the Lions this week. Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube and also Twitter and Facebook. Same with Lions. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad from the weekend in sports. And also, why were the refs so bad? I think the Arrowhead crowd can be intimidating. And they're just human beings at the end of the day. Because that was just a bad crew. That's all. And with that expedited replay, like I said to Frank Schwab from Yahoo.com to start the hour, why not have in the final two minutes everything can be reviewable? Penalties, you name it. Who cares? Or or you leave a couple of challenges that are the two-minute challenges, and maybe just one for each coach. Belichick's talked about this, where anything could be reviewed. The booth can stop it. it. You see this going on. There's so much... Review, replay, where get it right. Nobody's looking to, you know, blame the officials or have these nights and days like we've had. Just get it right. Allow a two-minute challenge. Within two minutes, each coach gets one. If you saw holding, if, if it wasn't pass interference, let them review it. If they get it right and the video shows it, nobody's going to complain. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com, officially... Inside Allen Park, it has a little note by his desk. He has not complained for 468 straight days. Amazing, man. Senior insider columnist, Lions NFL, DetroitLions.com. He's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. What's going on, Michael? Well, we're going to break that 468-day streak right now. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Just sitting there as a fan. Not that you, you know... Right for an NFL website. But what do you think of the officiating in that game last night in Kansas City? I think there were like like every big game, there were some big plays, some small plays, and some misplays. And I'll go back to what Jim Caldwell has said about that. He said the players make the most mistakes, the coaches make the second most mistakes, and the referees make the least mistakes. And I think that's something that's held up over time. But you don't really think about that at the at, at the moment when – you know, I think it's your ox that's been gored. I didn't think, you know, some of the stuff is just procedural stuff that you have to do, like when the 
when the, I think it was the back judge ran out onto the field when the clock had malfunctioned. You have to do that. You just can't let it run wild and time, you know, bleed off the clock and all that. And so they get sometimes, I think, and not sometimes, a lot of times get unfairly, uh, unfairly questioned for things that are just standard that are part of the deal. Uh, a couple of bad calls, yeah. There, there are always there are marginal calls. Um, uh, sometimes just bouting out bad calls in just about every game. But, you know, they even out. I don't think the... Uh, there was any complaint that, uh, about that, that not really non-catch that started the uh, uh, started the, the Eagles on their way to uh, to winning in the first game any more than, than the interference call in the Cincinnati game that really probably could not have been called. So to me, it's just I, I'd rather focus on the game, the players, the plays, and all that, and not really get into the get into the officiating all that much because that's not why I go to games. I don't go to watch the officials. I go to watch the game. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist insider joining us. So once that game ended and the Chiefs won the AFC, we knew earlier <laughs> in the day it was the Eagles. Uh, your, your first thought that came to your mind about that Super Bowl matchup? Well, I think that, I think that even though I picked the 49ers, I think that, I think that best, the best teams were in the are now going to the Super Bowl, and I think the players that deserve to go are going to the Super Bowl. I think the best of the best won out. When you you know boil everything down to who played, how they played, you know good breaks, bad breaks, no breaks, whatever it was, the Eagles and the uh, uh, Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, really are the two teams I think that should represent their conferences, and they're the teams that ought to be in the, in, in the Super Bowl. Let's move on talk about the Lions. Senior Bowl week has always been a pretty good week for Dan Campbell and his staff uh, since they uh, took over. Uh, what do you think they're targeting uh, this week, looking at, uh, keeping their eyes on, would be a focus for the Lions in terms of offseason needs? Well, I, I think you obviously defense, defense, and defense. I don't think it's as dire as it was last year because they really, you know, they had, eight, as we know, eight draft picks last year and used six of them on defense starting with Aiden Hutchinson at number one who really turned out to be a really, really good player. And really better than I thought, honestly. He's I think he's on his way to really being something special along with some other guys. But you know, they still need help on that side of the ball and you know, I think they need uh just a just a, a stud defensive tackle up there to really hold the point of attack. Uh one one defensive back, maybe maybe two, and, and a linebacker, and that's you know, that's three positions and four players. But I think that that's the focus. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they if they take a a, a a quarterback to be the you know to be mentored so to speak by Jared Goff, but maybe eventually at least be the number two quarterback behind Goff, and then maybe someday become the starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Now, I'm not saying that's their plan or their desire you know, to get rid of Jared Goff, because I think you know, he just turned 28 years old. He could be the quarterback for the next 10, 12 years. Cause, you know, I don't think he's the type who's going to you know, get, get injured to any great degree. I think he's played well. I think, he can, I think there's more to come from him uh, over what he did last year. I think he can play even better or at least be more productive. I think because of the way that team is built and the way he's, you know, his, his, uh, his relationship with the offensive coordinator, I, I just think it's, it's, it's all set up for him. But I really think a quarterback, a backup quarterback has to be in the offing. Michael O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. Again, he did not complain. The streak continues. <laughs> That's 
what I'm complaining about. Now you're not you're, you're complaining about people complaining, but I don't know if that's officially complaining. We'll have to go. We'll have to, we'll have to go to the expediter review booth with Superfly Hayes and see was that complaining or was that just making a point. I'm just not sure. The, we'll let you know, okay? Just get the streak off my back. <laughs> I know, I know. You've had that big streak of hair on your back, and you just sooner or later just said, I got to shave it. That's it. I'm done with that. I got that big streak of hair right down my back. Can't even get a razor on. It's disgusting. All right, Michael, thanks for the update. All right, huge. Thanks for having me. <laughs> He's like, uh... How'd we go from the Super Bowl to a streak of hair I can't reach with my razor in the middle of my back? Welcome to the Huge Show, Michael here at DetroitLions.com. Bill Hobson, he's one of our PGA and LPGA Tour insiders from Michigan Golf Live, the radio version and also the TV version you see on Valley Sports Detroit. Patrick Reed, a lot of drama the last week in Dubai. Centered around Roy McElroy and palm trees and where a golf ball and Aaron's shot went. I think they're calling it Tree Gate. I wanted to bring in our PGA, one of them, an LPGA Tour Insiders, Bill Hobson. You know what? We're almost to the golf show at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. I'm doing our Super Sunday weekend at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Obviously, if you look out the window here in West Michigan, there's no golf. But nine listeners are going to win two nights hotel, Saturday and Sunday, Feb 11 and 12. They're going to join us for a private brunch on Super Sunday. Watch the big game with Bud Light specials inside the tap room at Tullymore, and we'll hang out. It's open to the public, even if you don't win. Uh, room for two at the hideaway. You can call Tullymore about booking your own room uh, if you don't win. But if you want to be a part of it, just go to the Huge Show Facebook page and add Huge Show on Twitter. We'll announce the winners a week from tomorrow and give everybody, you know, four days to find somebody. You can bring a wife, girlfriend, you can bring buddies. And you get a foursome of golf. The nine winners each will get a foursome of golf in 2023 at Tullymore or St. Ives. So thanks to Matt Golden, the CEO and GM at Tellymore. We'll be up there super weekend, hanging out, private brunch, uh, get a lot of food in you before there's a day of celebrating, probably do a squares game and have Bud Light specials happening inside the tap room at the Tellymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Remember, the party is open to the public. So if you live in Canadian Lakes or surrounding areas, uh, make sure you join us uh, for the Eagles and the Chiefs. That'll be a good weekend. That'll be fun. Uh, so enter right now. We'll draw in eight days. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Get more for your money at Meyer. Everyone loves a soup and salad combo, so stock up to make your own at home. Right now, Earthbound Farm Organic Salads are buy one, get one for a dollar. Swanson's Broth is buy five, save five dollars. And Frederick's Buy Meyer Shrimp is buy one, get one 50% off. Top it off with buy five, save five dollars on Kraft Shredded or Chunk Cheese. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up for new customers. Right now, you sign up, use code HUGE. After downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, bet five bucks on any NBA game this week and you'll get 200 in free bets instantly when you use code HUGE. After downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you know, after the holidays, first of the year, January, you kind of get that golf feel. You get cabin fever here in Michigan. You sit down and watch it more on TV, talk about it with your friends. And I'll tell you what, the drama. You know, Patrick Reed is the bad boy of golf. He's like Bill Ambeer or something. I'm trying to figure him out. I mean, this dude, he exactly doesn't have the most golfer-friendly resume within the boundaries of the rules or just the way he treats people. And Bill Hobson... Michigan Golf Live, the radio version, TV version on Valley Sports Detroit, radio version during the golf season heard across the state. One of our LPGA and PGA Tour insiders is standing by. And, man, what a week for Patrick Reed, huh? <laughs> hey, Billy, how are you? I'm how doing good. Doing yeah, yeah the, uh, the Patrick Reed saga continues to remain fascinating, where I don't even know how many members of his own family are rooting for him these days, except for his wife, Justine. Uh, But I want to make sure I point this out very clearly. That's not to be confused with saying he's not a really good golfer. The guy's a really, really good golfer. Um, He's won quite a bit. You know, he's got a green jacket. And I actually... Uh, woke up this morning down here in Florida where we're having a little vacation and it's 84 and sunny. And I turned on the, uh, the final moments of the match 
um, in the uh, United Arab Emirates, where he and Rory, who have been feuding, fighting, and throwing teas, well, one guy's been throwing teas, were coming right down the stretch. It was a it was a really dramatic finish to that whole thing, with of course controversy uh, involved in the scripting over the last couple of rounds because of Patrick Reed. So wherever he goes, rules controversy follows. Yeah, so you, it's good for people are talking about it. You know, Chamblee's breaking down the shot into the palm trees like you know he's doing a csi investigation and well unless the ball ricocheted off this i don't see where the ball went and you know it was funny to listen to chambly on the golf channel without coming out and saying it that i think patrick reed is a cheater right (laughs) well and the reason that he did not come out and say that those exact words is because he's one of about 90 other people that reed has filed an 850 million dollar libel lawsuit against and and while all that's being it's about to be thrown out of court but while it's being litigated Everybody's kind of walking a very fine line. But as Shambly showed us with the Zapruder film, frame by frame <laughs> breakdown, there's literally no way on God's green earth that ball, which landed in the first tree, was spotted with binoculars in the third tree. It's just, it literally could not happen. But there you go again with Patrick, who's had a, a very loose relationship with the rules dating back into his high school, to his college career at Augusta State. So nothing new, but it's always funny when it pops up again because you keep thinking to yourself, dude, do you have no shame? And he, and the answer is no, he doesn't. Uh, he was at Georgia, but weren't there allegations of, you know, not staying within the boundaries of the rules or with teammates that led him to end up at Augusta State, which I think is like, what, a D2 school? For golf in Georgia, yeah. right? Yes, to both. It was it was not just rumors. It was flat-out proven allegations of cheating where he was kicked out of D1, ended up in D2, and then made about as many friends as Vladimir Putin has these days while he was at that program. <laughs> uh, P. P. Reed, there's, there's one, you know, you, you used the analogy to Lambeer earlier. There's a sizable difference between the two of them other than the height differential, and that is... If you played on Lambeer's team, you really liked him because you knew you were going to get an honest effort. Now, you might get some rough elbows around the edges, but you weren't going to get um, something that that literally cheated the game. And that's in the world of golf where everything is designed to protect the field. So you're all playing the same surface under the same rules, and you're calling your own fouls. And Patrick Reed has... <laughs> never committed a foul uh, with him as the referee. And that's really what has soured so many people on him. And that's why Rory was so popular in coming back and winning an event that otherwise is on nobody's radar, except that it's the start of the season on the European tour and the race to Dubai and all that stuff. And that all came basically because Rory's been the most outspoken defender of not only the tour, but also of the sanctity of the game. And um, there are people who, who don't care for Rory, and that's fine. You don't have to. But you do have to admire the guy's talent and his commitment to the, the spirit of, of the game. And um, so, yeah, when he, when he closed out that win today, he was a little emotional, uh, which is kind of interesting because it has been a week of drama. And 
Billy, you and I play a fair amount of golf. If your mind is on something else, it's tough to play the game. And for Rory, he's kind of had his mind on, why did the guy walk over to me and throw a tea at me? Why did he serve me with a subpoena on Christmas Eve in front of my family? I mean, this is what has happened between Patrick and, and Rory McIlroy. And uh, then, you know, Reed kind of tries to walk up to him as if, what could possibly be wrong? Hey there, buddy, good to see you again. And you're like, I didn't want you anywhere near me. And they were almost paired together, which would have been pretty cool. Oh, my gosh, that would have been crazy. Bill, we got to run. End of this Monday statewide broadcast. Thanks for the update on uh, Patrick Reed and Rory. Always good to talk with you. And uh, we'll chat again when we get to the West Michigan Golf Show, my friend. Sounds good, bud. Thank you. All right. Bill Hobson from Michigan Golf Live, one of our PGA and LPGA Tour Insiders joining us. Yeah, we'll talk to him, the West Michigan Golf Show. That opens up, is it a week from Friday? I think it is. Yeah, Terry Moore was dropping us a note. We'll talk to some of the people connected to that next week. Great job, Superfly. Good to have you back 24-7. Everything you need connected to the show at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.